Welcome to Embrace the Spiritual Podcast. Join friends Michelle and Dawn as they share tips on how you too can open your heart, raise your vibration, and reclaim your sovereignty. Hear what they have experienced and overcome in their spiritual journeys while navigating this expansive spiritual multiverse. Discover how they transform their soul lessons from ordinary into extraordinary. Follow, subscribe, and share. Embrace the spiritual on all podcast streaming services, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Go to EmbraceTheSpiritual.com for additional content and a list of upcoming episodes. To book an aura regression or raw Reiki session, contact Dawn on her website, alchemy-sacredsound.com, and Michelle on her website at energeticembrace.com. Welcome back to our part two of Earth Healing. Dawn and I were just prepping for the episode and we were already in and I said, okay, wait, we got to stop and go back and record because we're missing some pretty good information. So this episode, we're talking about how we're doing that earth healing through trips that we've taken. So we've recently been certified. We we're just talking about Mount Shasta last August. And since then, we've been on two reunion retreats as part of our certification, one of them being in Eureka Springs. And we were just talking about that. And anytime we're on these retreats, we do some healing. And, you know, I can't obviously share the sacredness of what we do at these retreats in full. But we always take an excursion out into nature somewhere. So somewhere in the area that we are located for our retreat, our instructor Aurora intuitively feels into where we need to go. So we were just chatting about this one part we had walked through, we're, I guess, kind of up a hill not quite a mountain size wise, but we were walking and there was this one area where it was quite a drop off a cliff, like we're walking this trail, but I just had this really strong intuitive hit that there was something about this hill. And it was like, I wanted to look over. I didn't want to jump or anything negative like that. That wasn't in the timeline, but it was just, it came to my awareness, I guess is the best way to put it. And as it turned out, someone else in our group had picked up additional information that there was something negative in that area that was actually pulling people to that edge and then they would fall. So she picked up that there had actually been accidents there where people had fallen. And the reason I bring up this story is a couple pieces of it. We were just chatting that when you're doing your spiritual work and working through your shadow work and raising your vibration, a lot of times you're living day to day through your intuitive senses without even realizing you're living through your intuitive senses. So when you get those little nudges, like I did about this, you know, weird cliff and it's like, huh, I wonder why that's brought to my attention. And that's an opportunity to stop in the moment, maybe try to tap into the area to see if you're getting any additional information. It wasn't until we kind of talked about it later that all this other information came up because we're all walking at different paces. And so we don't debrief till afterwards. Therein lies the opportunity to heal that area so that unfortunate accidents don't happen to other people. Whether you are aware that this is happening or not, it is happening. So just because you're not aware of it doesn't mean it's not happening. And so what we do in those moments 
where we recognize it. And this other person who had recognized the severity of what was going on in that area, she was able to tap into her own love light and some different tools that we learn as prep or and raw practitioners. She was able to tap into some tools to help heal what was causing that. And I can't quite remember. I think it was maybe a person that had committed suicide and was like that dense energy. I believe it was Dawn. And that dense energy was ultimately drawing other people in. So that's where you have to really check your own energy when you go out as well to make sure that if your energy is that kind of low and depressed feeling, I guess, you could be more attracted or those areas might be highlighted for you as a reflection to maybe something that you haven't quite worked through. So I wasn't seeing it because of that depressed nature. I was picking up that something had happened there and it was like something over the cliff. So sometimes it's not that you have to have all the answers yourself. If you're with other people, they might pick up other things. So don't be scared to share when you're out traveling and something doesn't feel right. Don't be scared to share it with somebody else because they might be thinking the same thing. And then just tap in intuitively what you can do in that moment to help heal that area. Maybe it's just the fact that you need to ground in that area and just send the area love. Even if you don't have formal, maybe Reiki training or other certifications, that's okay. It doesn't mean you can't help heal the land in that area. We're all capable of love. We've talked about that in our heart discernment episode that is out. And if you can send the area love, that is a huge thing. If you really feel it in your heart and just even if you don't know what's going on, just send the area love. And that can be enough to shift the dense energy because love ultimately, that love energy and that frequency can ultimately break up that dense, heavier energy, whatever it's come from or whatever the source is. Yes. And what struck me as odd on that particular walk was we're out in the middle of nature and there literally was no sound there you would you expect birds crickets bugs there was nothing and I did start to question you know this is kind of odd like I have been places and I just for the holiday went away and let me tell you the birds were everywhere twittering tweeting doing their thing but there was nothing and this was by would you call it a creek or a river and a waterfall so there should be like animals wanting to go for drinks and stuff and it was just so energetically it had signs that there was something going on that was not energetically right and at times you know since you're so easy to get caught up like i'm so excited to be here but that struck me as Something's not right, even though we're in this beautiful place. And as we continued on, I picked up extreme amount of intense feelings of fear. And I knew it wasn't mine, but I couldn't tell what what, what had happened. And this is my, you know, second time of feeling like I am deathly afraid something bad is going to happen. You know, I knew I didn't want whatever bad was going to happen. I did not want to happen. So I ended up turning around and feeling better because I knew it was not my time and place to take care of what needed to be done. And that's the thing, like sometimes it is your time and place to take care of stuff. And sometimes it's not, but I knew in that moment in time, 
that I was not skilled enough to do the proper healing. And for my own safety, they said, you need to turn around now. So I did. And Michelle and I had a lovely walk uh, back. Seem to recall somehow we found a different trail and not quite the one we were going on, but everything's an adventure. I feel like we were meant to, because remember that tree that had fallen down too? And remember, when you do energy work, oftentimes the land energetically heaves kind of like, ah. So I think that was energetic, like you cleared the land and you kind of shifted the timeline. So I think that's why that tree went down. And didn't we discuss that when we were walking too, that we had shifted the timeline from whatever yes. it was going. And I remember when we went back, it did seem a lot lighter, a lot uh, more animals were out and about, and it just felt healthier. I don't know if that's the word I want or vibrationally matching to us. Yeah, that's very true. Looking at the landscape and listening to the the animals and the creatures that should be natural to that area. As Dawn said, there was a waterfall, I think, in that area with kind of a babbling brook that went down the hill that we walked up. It's about being present ultimately. And we've talked about this in past episodes is when you're present, then you can see those signs. The signs are always going to be there. It's a matter of whether we pick up on them or not. And sometimes depending on your own spiritual growth, you're going to see different things. And that's why it's okay. Not everyone's going to see, sense, feel, hear the same things because we're all meant to do different parts. No person on their own is meant to do all the healing. And if people say they are, guess what? They're in their thinking mind, aka their ego. And so if you are following anybody that says, you know, if it wasn't for them, the earth wouldn't be as healed as it is, well, that's crap. So don't listen to those kind of people because. It isn't up to somebody outside of us. We all have a piece of the puzzle to heal Gaia. And that's really what we're talking about. Even when we go to these retreats, the last one that we went to in Nashville, there were 28 of us. So normally you go on these retreats and, you know, if there's a large number like that, you're typically sitting in a hotel room or ballroom or something. Well, you're not really doing anything. I love these retreats because it is an active And of course, you have to be certified to be on the retreats that we're talking about. But it is an active healing of ourselves in the area that we're in. So you're not just going for a visit of a whole bunch of people you haven't seen in several months, because that's certainly part of it. Love it. You know, it's great connections that we form. But even the people within those retreats, everyone's at different levels. And so sometimes, Don and I were just talking about this, sometimes that in itself is a lesson for us in maybe our own perception of what we're picking up on what's going on with other people. Because it is not a one and done. We've said this before in your healing. You don't magically heal to a point and then they're good for the rest of your lives. It is a continual learning and a continual upgrading no different than Mother Earth. She has a continual healing and upgrading. And as you hear people talk about us going to 5D, well, the Earth is going to 5D, 6D and above. And that's really what the Earth healing is helping to do is to raise that vibration of Mother Earth. Why not help? Because when we can help elevate the vibration of Mother Earth, it is helping us because when we're grounded in Mother Earth, guess what? There's an exchange of energy and vibration between us as the collective and Mother Earth. So one of the other 
things that you can do. A lot of times we go sightseeing and go into these different castles, like maybe overseas, you're going into different castles or churches because they're beautiful. The architecture is beautiful. But how do you feel going into those buildings? I know I was in Italy probably 10 years ago now, you know, because you're in the area. I think we were at Pisa. So Pisa is not very big, but of course it's got the leaning tower, you know, big church. There's not much there to see than the couple of standard um, tourist spots. But even going into the church, you think of the programming, we had to have our shoulders covered. Like why? Because magically covering our shoulders is helping do what? Anyways, that's, that's a whole other issue. But at the time, I wasn't on the same spiritual journey that I am now. If I go back to that same location, I know I'm going to pick up so much more about what's going on in that area. Churches, sadly, they're is a lot of programming, a lot of dense energy from past events that have happened. History books, as they're traditionally written, are only telling a part of the story. We are energetically learning more and more about the stories through the aura regressions that we're doing and learning more about our past that's actually happened. But when you go into these sightseeing buildings, there's an opportunity to send love back to maybe who constructed it back in, I don't know, the 1600s. Life wouldn't have been easy at that time. And if you send love back to them to help give them a higher vibration feeling while they're constructing the building, guess what? Quantum physics, time does not exist. It in past, present, future, it exists all today. So by you sending love back to that person who's maybe constructing the building, it is literally rippling through time and will help begin to clear. So can you imagine if you as our listeners, maybe half a dozen of you are going into a church that's a common tourist destination and you do that work, look at the love that's getting rippled back through time and to those people. And the more of us that can do that work, nothing's separate. So when we do that healing in one church, as an example, that can ripple across. Put the intention that it ripples out to other churches, maybe in the area or in the country. So I guess the point of that example is there is no act that is too small. Every act can be monumental, even with a little bit of effort. Have belief in yourself and your ability to make a difference and have influence on the energy in a place. We all can do it. We all have as I said, different levels of abilities. So it's like planting those seeds everywhere we go, that we're healing, we're sending love. That is probably the biggest common denominator if you know how to do nothing else. Send love. Be grateful for what has been put forth in building that facility, but send love to clear any of the dense energy that you may be feeling in that location. I love that you brought up churches because at this last retreat, there were uh, a couple of practitioners talking about Yeshua and how that he never wanted his teachings to be part of a church. He wanted them to be free and open to the people. He didn't want this worshiping of himself because he was humble and viewed himself as equal to everyone. No one was above him. No one was below him. We were all brothers and sisters. And I just love that she said that. And it 
really resonated with me. And when you said that, um, I said, I have to mention, what are we doing to ourselves when we put somebody on a pedestal energetically? We are saying that they are better than us when we're all equals. We're all equals. When are we going to break these chains? And it is keeping you know, Mother Earth down. Like we have chained her up so much and she wants to break free. She doesn't want to be part of this dogmatic world that we have to worship something else. Yes, we can be grateful. Yes, we can be appreciative. We can be thankful, but do it with love in your heart. Stop doing it with anger and hate and self-righteousness that we're better than somebody else. We are all equal. We are all on the same page. And if more people would wake up and be grateful that they're alive and awake and here, and for healing, I, you know, somebody who is a true healer because they've got compassion in themselves. And it's not about, am I going to X, Y, Z? No, because you never know what your day is going to be like. As a healer, you roll with it, especially at these retreats. You never know what's going to happen. You know, Michelle and I were for our one tour, but we had to do a side trip to help the land. And that to me is more important to help open up these energetic ley lines that have been stuck and congested for thousands of years from all this stuff that we have thrown at Mother Earth. So live it with the flow of your heart. I, I had to mute because I was laughing pretty hard at that. <laughs> the trip that we were late for, there was two cars full of practitioners that were driving to this uh, location to meet everybody. And the funny part is, and this is where you have to be present and, and just go with the flow, like Dawn said, because literally before we stopped at this second location, we had stopped at a roadside turnout for a pee break because we've been driving for a while. And this second stop was literally not that far away, like within, I don't know, I'm guessing half an hour. I can't remember how long. Oh, I think we need to stop again. And the funny part is we could have easily said, oh, come on, we're only like another half hour drive or whatever it was. We can wait. But it was enough that our bodies were telling us we need to stop. So we didn't question it. We went with it. We said, okay, we're stopping. We had no idea why we were stopping at that particular location. And as it turned out, there was some significant healing of people that had been on those lands like centuries before. And the area had Tennessee River, I'll say it because it's a significant place. The healing that we did, and this is why it's so key that there's no act that's too small, is the healing that we did in that area with the Tennessee River flowing through, guess what? That river picked up the new level of energy vibration as a result of the healing. And where does it travel? Everywhere. That river is connected to so many places. And as it turned out, is connected to the place that we were going to that had waterfall. And that new energy was coming in through the waterfall. And all of the tourists that were coming through to see this waterfall inside of the mountain, guess what? They're also receiving the energy of that healing. And I'm not saying this, I'm not bragging in any way. So if you think you're doing that, you can keep that judgment to yourself because don't, and I guess that came up because don't judge yourself or don't allow others to judge what work you are doing. It is important. So if people are judging you, you don't need that in your life. The ripple effect, the point is, is the ripple effect of that work. Yes, we were late for our tour group. So we had to 
kind of be, oh, okay, we got to, you know, skip through and find our group and we end up catching up with our group, which is awesome. But that was an important mission that we ended up doing that we had no idea. Not everybody else in the group stopped at that roadside turnout and did that work. It was us that were called to do that work. So answer the call if you're traveling and have some random thought that you want to pull over. And even if you think you're only looking at some cool lake or some area, listen to that intuition. Those are your guides telling you that it's important for you to stop. Even if you don't know what the purpose is, that's okay. Even if you're just there looking at the energy um, or looking at the landscape, rather, that is still important because you're bringing your energy to that area. So again, be present, go with it. My husband has learned that if I say, hey, I don't know why, but we need to pull over here or something like that, he doesn't question it anymore because really, who is he to question my intuition? Anyways, you just never know what you're going to heal. And one of the things I want to add into that is probably most people have heard about the Earth's ley lines. These are these energetic channels that go through Earth, connecting all these sacred sites, landmarks. Now, there's a lot of people that go to these specific areas to heal, quote unquote, the ley lines. But even if you're on one of those energetic channels, you might not even be aware of it. So that's why it's so important to all this work of sending love to the earth, because if it's on a ley line, that ley line is going to go in both directions to the particular landmarks or natural wonders that they connect to, those energy pathways ultimately possess healing energy for individuals. So it's kind of a win-win, right? We're healing earth is kind of what we're talking about today, but that in turn can send healing energy to people that live in an area thousands of miles away. Hopefully you've listened to our episode in season one about the earth chakras, because the same thing if work is being done on an earth chakra, then anybody who's visiting that area is benefited by the energy shift in healing those chakras. Beautiful. And I'm supposed to say, because they're like, remember, it you started your healing when you were there at 1212. And 12-12, you're supposed to send love to all the planets in life that require it. And of course, Mother Earth is definitely part of that planet system. And it's just so beautiful when you start living your life synchronistically how many things just say, oh, look at this. And this is happening. It, everything is a beautiful, designed, perfectly timed thing. Why did Michelle and I meet each other at this time in our life? Because it was time for us to. I could have gone two years earlier, but I didn't feel the calling. And we would have never met. And we wouldn't be doing this podcast. So when your human brain says, well, I want it now, just know that what the universe has planned and the healing that needs to be done, sometimes now is not the time and place for it to be done. And these trips are planned out specifically of what is needed when, and we never know until it's announced, but they are always so special to be helping each other, our the land, and whatever else we end up, you know, coming across, the animals. I mean, this last trip, it was all about the birds. They were everywhere we went. I mean, from one site to another site, they were just everywhere. And also the trees, too, from the beautiful chestnut tree that we sat under and had our lunch to uh, the other beautiful uh, 
mother and father trees at this other place that were fractals of divine mother and father and the love that they had for each other that we got to share with them and their healing that we were interchanging was just so beautiful. You have to go to a retreat to feel the immense love and compassion from everyone there. The vibrations and the synchronistic resonance. And even now, like I'm talking to people yesterday, one of my, uh, I was eating dinner and I kept getting a voice. You need to message this person and ask them this. And I was just like, okay, like I'm eating dinner. Why do I need to do this? And they're like, just do it. And and Michelle knows, cause this happens all the time between, I'm like, you get these, like, you know, these messages and you're like, and we had a beautiful conversation and I'm, we're going to be lucky enough again to spend more time with her in the future. And it's just beautiful how you just start co-resonating with people. Have you ever had that experience with somebody else? You might have it with like, you know, your husband or your children, but to have it with somebody who is not in your life and is like sometimes halfway across the world or even farther, it is an amazing feeling. And now I'm getting like angel goosebumps. They're like, yeah, you speak it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you go, girl. Because they, they, the angels can see all these energies lighting up. Like we can't see it because we're, you know, I'm sitting in a room and I'm here, but they can see these energies lighting up all over the world. And even sometimes all over the universe, when we tap into that cosmic energy that is out there, what a beautiful thing. And we get to share it with you guys. And sometimes I'm like, gosh, I wish I could be a listener, but I'm the one who's speaking. (laughs) Exactly. And it's kind of cool because I actually edit the podcast. So I get to listen to them again while I do the editing and it's really cool to, oh, wow, that was pretty cool advice that we gave or information that we shared. So yeah, when we're channeling and doing these podcasts, sometimes we aren't aware of what we are even sharing because it's coming through from our higher self and we're listening. We're just connecting and saying, okay, they want to make sure that this information gets shared because Dawn's right. Had we not met in Mount Shasta, this wouldn't have happened and the people that were helping through listening to the podcast, because I remember that earlier last year, she had a certification retreat in Sedona. And I think I've shared this before, but that's okay. I'll share it again. I was seriously contemplating it, but it was, it came into my awareness the week before the retreat was going to happen. And my husband, knowing how much I love Sedona, he's like, you should go get certified because I was really feeling called to get certified. I don't know why, but I'm not supposed to go to this one. And when I saw that Mount Shasta was coming, I'm like, ooh, now Mount Shasta, I've not been to before. And that was the one that was calling me. So I allowed myself to get out of my thinking mind and listen to what my intuition was saying, because usually I jump at the chance to go to Sedona. And for those of you who may not be aware, maybe haven't gone to Sedona, is one of those ley line connections, um, lots of vortexes in the area, some nice balanced vortex. There's a couple like that or one like that for sure. That's a male, female energy. So there's lots of energy that flows, which like most places when there's a lot of energy that naturally flows, there's a higher probability of something infringing upon that energy. So there is a lot more darkness in Sedona than probably what people might expect. So there's an opportunity to heal. One of those could be 
So maybe you're doing a hike in Sedona, going up to one of the vortexes. Even if you have gratitude for the area and appreciation for what you're seeing around you, that's sending love. You're thanking Mother Earth for the beauty that you're getting to experience and having that profound gratification and gratitude towards the area that you're in ripples out. Again, even the people that are walking, maybe you don't know them, but they're walking up the trail as well. They're getting a benefit from that because maybe they're not in the greatest mindset when they're coming to, maybe they had lots of traffic getting there and they're kind of annoyed. That'll help shift that energy. So, so cool when you can go to these places. My goal for you, my hope for you, my wish for you, whatever word you want to use, is for you to go on your next travel vacation and go with a new set of eyes that you're filtering what you're seeing. You're using your heart discernment. Go back and listen to that episode that we just recorded if you haven't listened to that one. Look at it with that new set of lenses. Even if you're walking by a tree, touch the tree. Just that little connection. That's fabulous. Going in a beach, take off your shoes. We've talked about this in grounding episodes. Our shoes nowadays all have rubber on it. That rubber is stopping our connection to earth. So whether you get some kind of earthing shoe, there's lots more on the market now and they're coming down in price. It used to be extremely pricey, but they're coming down in price because it's important to have that connection. But Go barefoot in the sand. It might be hot for a little bit, but you know, dig your feet into the sand and, and walk, even if it's only for 30 seconds. That's okay. The fresh oxygen, like smell the beach and the salt air. Oh, it's just, you can just feel it. Be grounded wherever you go. So yes, we need shoes to walk in buildings and places. You don't want to be barefoot, obviously. When you're in these places, just have a look. Look at the pictures that are hanging on the walls of people. What do those people look like? I don't know if it was like against the law to smile in years ago, but nobody's smiling. Not that the picture's going to physically change to somebody smiling, but even if you send love to them back to when that picture was taken or when they spent time in whatever capacity of the painting you're looking at, that's all you can do. And I also want to point out is you will likely never know the impact of what you've done. So a lot of times we hold on to kind of seeing or receiving validation or something in return for that exchange. This is a this is a one way. This is no exchange. You are giving of yourself and not in a way that's depleting. You're just expanding your love out to the area. The ripple effect will come back to you in other ways. That's okay. It's not about doing it to elevate ourselves. And I think when you get to that point of work, like Dawn and I have done a lot of work to get to this point, is it's unconditional. You hear that phrase, unconditional love. So many people use that phrase, but aren't really acting and portraying that unconditional love. Unconditional love is giving that love without expecting anything in return. That's my definition of it. And that's how I operate is I can give the love without expecting that in return because that's fulfilling for me to send that love out. Thank you for saying that because I do feel that unconditional love for the land and for the places we go. And I'm not a traveler. My husband will tell you if I have to get in a car and drive, I am like, nope, I'm good. I'll stay home. But 
I actually want to go to these places. I want to be with people. I want to share the energy. I want to share the healing that we can do because I know in turn it ripples out. And I love that ripple effect. I'm a, I don't have to see it. I know in, in my heart that it is happening and that makes me happy. And that's all that matters. And as you're talking about ley lines, I realized Dawn, you live on a ley line, duh. So there's a lot of information out there, and I'm not even sure what's true anymore. A lot of places, you know, say it's like historic monumental things like Stonehenge, that's a ley line, or it's natural mountains or ridges or waterways. But I have a ley line because we have an underground river that flows right past our house. And you can tell it's a ley line because the number of spiritual, psychic, and people who are healers that live in my town, along with the over 25 bars now, the energy is so flip-floppy, is a little concerning because it's just like, you feel like, oh, this is such a great place. But at the same time, it has such a dark undercover of disharmony of people who don't respect others' opinions, the I want you to respect my opinion, but heaven forbid that you respect my opinion. And that's another thing. Like once you start healing, you have, I have very little tolerance when people aren't respectful. If you are going to say, I want respect from you, you better speak it back to me because if you're not, I am not going to be respectful back to you. You're not going to overtalk me. You're not going to get away with treating me like I am subhuman, which a lot of times people do. And I, do try to keep up on our small town events because there are things like there was a lot of accidents because we had a really bad snowfall yesterday and schools got closed. There doesn't have to be that undercurrent of nastiness and picking on businesses and picking on people or not helping people out. That's another big thing. A lot of people will ask for help and they won't give it. Um, my husband missed a guy. He needed a jump. His car wouldn't start. He was at the gas station and nobody would help him. And my husband was like, I came three minutes after he finally got somebody to help him. He's like, I would have gone back home to get my cables because how often does it happen that your car doesn't work? Not often, but there was nobody there and it's a pretty busy town. So somebody should have been able to help him out. But they're like, oh, no, no, no. And my husband's the type of guy that will, okay, I live five minutes away. Let me go get my jumper cables, um, come back. Just taking that time to be mindful and present and know like the environment. Like if you live in a dense energetic energy, be the beam of light that that place is lacking because it just takes the darkness away. And I've done healing by guys where I was like, you're going to do more healing. You just got to wait for the next step to appear because it does take time. I mean, it probably took thousands of years to get this way. And it's going to take a lot more, you know, a little longer to have the energy of love throw flow through it, but it'll get there. And it's just, you know, got to work on it every day. And it starts with where I live. You know, I love my land. I talk to it. I talk to my trees. I talk to the animals. And I know that it's a happy place because we have tons of birds, insects, the animals that cause harm. Like my neighbors got coyotes. I did not get coyotes. So I figured, well, that's winning because they're not good animals that you want around on your property, but they didn't. We saw my, our neighbors two doors down and the one day I uh, went to walk the dogs. They were like with le in less than 50 feet of us. And it was odd because this one coyote stopped in the middle of the road and was like staring this car down. And my dogs weren't barking, which is very unusual. They're very barky dogs. And my girl dog was like, I see you, but I'm not going to bark because I know that I'm going to give myself away. 
<laughs> and I'm sure the coyote with his extra sensories knew that she was there, but odd things happen and you have to realize, and I realize now, you know, once I went back, we were energetically protected by my land, by the trees, by the things that I created. And that car coming up was just confirmation of, we will always have your back. There's no need to worry. I'm glad that you brought up about the place that you live, because even though we're talking about healing earth through traveling, traveling could also be moving to a specific location. So I moved one province away. It's probably a nine hour drive, roughly. I really felt drawn to live in this area. It's a lake community. And I didn't know, yes, we have friends here, but we could have lived anywhere. But it felt really felt drawn. And interestingly enough, it's just now, I think two years later, that one of the reasons is starting to surface. So yes, we've had lots of fun with our friends here and met lots of great friends becoming involved in the community. We were at one of the markets on the other side of the lake. So each little community has a hall and they usually put on Christmas markets and whatnot. And I was talking to a lady who also, interestingly enough, does energy healing. And I remember her putting out in our little Facebook group for the entire lake community about getting information for people that basically have small business around the lake. And when I was talking to her, like her and I just connected right away, we sat and well, stood and chatted for quite a while because she's compiling. She actually got a grant to help compile all of this information. She said, it's interesting to see how many healers we have around the lake. So I never told Don that. And here she's just sharing a similar story that she lives in a small town and there's a higher than kind of normal ratio, if you will, of healers to people that live there. So same here. And until you start putting yourself out there and kind of learn, even me, I'm still probably humble to my own detriment of what my abilities are. And it was my husband that said, hmm, you don't know who you're talking to, talking about me when he was introducing, when we were introducing ourselves to this lady. But her and I are going to stay connected because she said, there are so many healers around this lake because that's exactly what I felt drawn to do is I knew I had some healing techniques and tools and I hadn't even become aura certified at this point. I, I had my Reiki master teacher training that I just completed before I moved and I knew I needed to bring that energy to the location. And as it turns out, even in the house clearing that I did late last year, we healed some of the lake. Well, no, well, a significant. I'm kind of downplaying because I can't share what we did. Travel could mean you moving to a new location and you might not know why, but you might have a bigger purpose. And here it is two years later for me that that purpose is starting to kind of come to light. So it might not be an instant gratification of, oh yes, I'm going to move here and do all this wonderful work. I feel if I hadn't moved here I wouldn't have done the shift to learn other things, go to Mount Shasta, meet Dawn, and be on this other path. I, I know, because I feel it, that had I stayed where we were, I would have kind of gotten to a point, because that's what I felt like I got to a point that I just couldn't get, I couldn't kind of spiritually grow any further. So I just want to wrap up by saying, follow that intuition. Remember that no act is too small. Don't judge what you're doing or not doing because that's just hurting your own energy vibration 
and by default and by extension, Mother Earth's vibration because you're putting that doubt of yourself into the earth because you're walking on the earth. Be present, be loving, heal the earth and yourself collectively. Stay tuned for our next episode where we talk about advanced spiritual tools and how you can incorporate them into your daily practice. Follow, subscribe, and share. Embrace the spiritual on all podcast streaming services, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Go to embracespiritual.com for additional content and a list of upcoming episodes. To book an aura regression or raw Reiki session, contact Dawn on her website, alchemy-sacredsound.com, and Michelle on her website at energeticembrace.com. Infinite love and gratitude. Thank you for joining us.